Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news with us today. Happy to have them back because it's been a while, because usually the CEO that we've got on today, Dr. Reed Robinson, Chief Medical Officer and co-founder of Novamine that trades in Canada out of the stock symbol NM and for our friends in the U.S. under NVMDF. To understand Novamine, you first understand this. Psychedelics are going to go through a parabolic, paradigm-shifting growth curve in the next five years. It's unstoppable. And that's because of their ability to treat anxiety, depression, and amongst other things, among, amongst other mental illnesses. Novamind is one of North America's leading providers of psychedelic medicine because they've got a growing network of clinics. In addition to that, they use that for research sites and therapeutic retreats that are specialized in psychedelic medicine. More than just lip service, their last quarter Q3, $1.85 million in revenue, up 43%. They've got six clinics open. Two clinics are coming soon. Over 20,000 clinic visits in 2020. Uh, and that's forecasting to increase to 65,000 clinic visits in 2021. They're planning, all that right now is in Salt Lake in Utah. Uh, but they're planning a multi-state clinic footprint in 2021 via organic growth and M&A. Uh, and they've even got biotech partnerships with the likes of Merck and Johnson Johnson. So they're hitting it out of the park. Doc, welcome back to the show. Hi, George. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Glad to have you back because you have two big press releases that we want to talk about. The first one being Novamind has granted DEA licenses for psilocybin research. Before we get into why that's important, because when you get drug enforcement agencies granting licenses, that's a pretty important thing. First, let's talk about the fact that these licenses are for psilocybin. Why the interest in psilocybin as a potential treatment for mental health problems? Yeah, I like that question because as a psychiatrist, I know uh, extremely well that we need new and improved treatment options. Too many people are suffering. and. And psilocybin is actually the active ingredient in magic mushrooms that was studied uh, with really exciting preliminary results back in the 60s, but unfortunately became illegal, like schedule one by the DEA and very hard to access. Uh, but there is this growing body of evidence. It's come back into the research world now. And for example, one study uh, showed that one dose of psilocybin plus a bunch of therapy led to significant lasting changes in uh, clients with severe depression. And as a psychiatrist, without having to take a daily pill, this is pretty exciting. And I remember you and I had spoken uh, last time when we did our first review way back a few months ago. Uh, you talked about it's having some incredible impact even on uh, veterans who are suffering from PTSD that normally would take would need years of 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 of, of psychiatric uh, help that it literally weeks and months through psilocybin. Yeah, and and actually, so psilocybin is under a fast track designation from the DEA for depression. So that will likely be its first indication. MDMA, another Schedule One, is being studied in a similar way, fast track status for. PTSD, oh, okay. um, but, MDMA, right. but they both show promise for a number of other things. For example, psilocybin has been, has had strikingly positive results for end of life anxiety, for example. Doctor, you're, you're, you're a, you're a doctor in psychiatry. How big of a paradigm shift do you think 
the likes of psilocybin and MDMA are going to have on patient treatment and care in the next two years, five years, this decade? Oh, uh, I don't think we even fully appreciate the impact these will have because uh, I'll rattle off a, a few ways these are paradigm shifting. One, it's not a, even a daily pill. Uh, two, this is the first uh, combination of a medicine plus therapy that the FDA is tasked with evaluating and hopefully approving, um, starting with MB MDMA and, and then uh, psilocybin right there um, coming down the pipeline behind it. And then lastly, um, if you look at uh, the MDMA that we were talking about for PTSD, it represents the first curative uh, medicine intervention that may be approved in psychiatry because the majority of participants going into these like PTSD studies no longer even meet criteria for PTSD six, 12 months later um, without having to stay on a daily pill. So that it is truly a, a new era we're entering. Well, that's exciting. And look, we tend to look at things as shareholders because this is beyond the press release and we're talking about the Nova Mind, the public company side, but we got to remember that the impact on society, it could be tremendous. And that's, and that's a great double bonus for, for everybody to have. Let's talk about the Schedule One DEA license again, because not a lot of us, uh, you know, uh, uh, the the whole the whole psychedelic space is new to everybody. We're just learning about psilocybin and MDMA, why they're so important. We definitely don't understand the the importance of this Schedule One DEA license. What is it, and what does it mean for the research side of Nova Minds business? Yeah, so S Schedule One uh, drugs are defined as chemicals or drugs with no uh, currently accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse. Um, you could argue uh, you know, a thousand times over that psychedelics shouldn't meet that criteria, but they unfortunately were scheduled that way, as was marijuana uh, back in the 60s and 70s. And so we're undoing that unfortunate overscheduling or, or jumping through those hoops in order to bring these to the people who are suffering, the people who need them. Um, but Schedule 1 drugs are more have more regulatory restrictions on research, supply, and access. So what we've done, as, uh, as we recently announced, is we've uh, got to a, a key milestone in the path to help bring these medicines into clinic uh, by obtaining a two licenses at two of our different clinics and research sites uh, that allow us to give psilocybin plus therapy for uh, major depressive disorder at first. How difficult is it to get? And what does that say about Novamind, not just the company, but the medical side of it? Because obviously, your know, Georgecom clinics probably can't walk in and get a Schedule 1 DEA license. So what do, what do you think that should tell shareholders about uh, how great of a how great of a research side that you guys have? Well, having been through a lot of different like regulatory inspections and audits, like this is the this is the kind of represents the top tier of a bar uh, or a hoop to jump through. We have had to have all of our ducks in a row, all the security measures, the policies and procedures, the infrastructure in place. Um, with limited access in order to get this stamp of approval to forge ahead. Are there, are there any other, um, are there any other companies that have a schedule one DA license in, in Utah or in, in areas where you guys operate? Uh, 
No, the, the two Schedule One licenses, because they're tied to physicians and locations, the, the two physicians in the state are who have these licenses are me and our chief scientific officer, Paul Thielking, and who uh, is leading the palliative care program that was, was announced. But Paul also has one at the University of Utah and at a Novomind Clinic because of his leading role in a cancer-related depression study that's going to happen up there as well. Um, so there, there are just two, two people with them, but uh, us and the university have locations. All right. That's uh, again, that says a lot. That says a lot about the company. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to tie that into the announcement of your palliative care program in a minute. But I want to ask you one last question. All, uh, most investors understand clinics. They kind of get, you know, they kind of understand what it is. There's a clinic, people walk in, their customers generate revenue, and they get that. But you've also got your contract research organization side, your CRO, right? Uh, for people who are new to Novamind and to psychedelics in general, uh, how does that CRO model work? Sure. Novamind has a research arm and that provides clinical research services for drug companies and biotech companies and other research institutes. Uh, because we have extensive experience in clinical trial design and implementation, and because we have psychedelic medicine expertise, we're a go-to partner for drug companies in this new era of uh, psychedelic-assisted psychotherapies. Um, and you've had some success with it with some pretty big names, right, already, which is further third-party validation uh, about how good you guys are on the on the research side. Yeah, we're really we're really thrilled to be uh, to have been selected as a key research site for big drug developers, like you mentioned, Merck, Otsuka, Bionomics, and and our pipeline uh, of clinical trials continues to grow. Do you expect that to be, uh, and I know I'm asking kind of the business side, and usually we say that for you're on, but since we're here talking, do you expect that CRO, the contract research organization side of the business to really grow and be a really meaningful part of Novamind's growth going forward? Yeah, I, I do. And it's, not, it's uh, not just because we're putting resources into scaling this uh, part of the business in terms of growing um, growing our current active research site and growing another one we're just opening. But it's also an interesting time in psychiatry where there's a surge in new drug candidates in development, finally. Um, but many of these are in that psychedelic medicine category, which will require specialized infrastructure uh, and specialized sites like ours to do the work. Let's flip over to uh, another press release that you guys put out last week. I'm going to read the headline, Novamind launches new psychedelic palliative care program. Uh, what is it? What is this new palliative care program? Yeah, this is uh, another fun topic to top, talk about because it's such a, it addresses such an unmet need in, in psychiatry. So we've announced this new treatment program to relieve suffering and enhance quality of life in people with chronic or serious illness. And we take care of their mental health care needs because depression is especially common, for example, when you have uh, a chronic illness, chronic pain, cancer, even up to 70% uh, of individuals can suffer from depression. So we've designed a specialized program with psychedelic medicine components 
to uh, help individuals uh, struggling with both mental health and, and uh, medical illness. How big of a, and I'm asking you for a numbers doctor, but you know, how, how big of a market is that? Or let me, phrase, let, me, let me phrase it better. How big of a problem is that that you guys are looking to solve? It's, it's huge. It's, uh, it's hard to even put a, a number on it because every serious or chronic illness um, has a higher risk of mental health conditions. And especially in the past couple of years, there's been this big light that's um, shining on our collective mental health and the needs we have. So this, uh, it's one of the things we do at NovaMind is we bring in evidence-based modalities um, and uh, even the new ones like, uh, like ketamine, S-ketamine and psychedelic-assisted psychotherapies. And we, we uh, offer them to clients in, a, in an integrative mental health care system where you can get your medications, your therapy, your psychedelic medicine, your non-medicine treatments, even some uh, kind of nutritional wellness lifestyle support in the same place. And this program is uh, an excellent example of that, bringing all the pieces together to help individuals who are really struggling. Do you have any early data or uh, early uh, um, evidence of how, of how successful this could be in helping treat uh, palliative care patients? So there, there is a growing body of evidence uh, that supports psychedelic medicine for um, addressing things like end-of-life anxiety when individuals are on hospice, or um, there's preliminary data of, of psychedelic medicines with extremely positive results in reducing the distress when someone has cancer. Uh, but we're, we're also doing studies in this regard. We're participating with one of our uh, dear colleagues and friends and mentors, Phil Wolfson, in a multi-site study to look at end-of-life anxiety with ketamine-assisted psychotherapy in hospice patients. And so that's coming uh, uh, soon as well and highlights the things we're doing to address these important areas in both research and clinical ways. And, and, I, and I guess in the future, if all goes well, but it seems like we can see this. Uh, we can see these these two uh, these two elements combining, right? Uh, you know, Bob gets a diagnosis. He's got terminal cancer. Knock on wood. Uh, but before, just be all right. You've got cancer. We're going to fight it, and we're going to go through cancer therapy treatment. But I guess we're going to start seeing an uh, uh, um, a situation where it's combined with psychedelic treatment at the same time in order to help Bob with the with the mental side. How? Yeah. How far in the future do you foresee that being, you know, ubiquitous uh, across across America, for example? Well, that's uh, is a great question because we are doing that now. But the way we approach it is, you know, we test it in uh, research ways, and we bring in the evidence-based approaches, and then we roll it out in clinical pilots, or say in one location as a proof of concept, and then we can. Uh, disseminate it across our clinics. And as you mentioned earlier, we are planning our multi-state expansion and that will be announced uh, in the coming uh, weeks or months. Uh, stay tuned for more details because that will, what, that's what will really bring it across America uh, by opening new clinics and also like openly sharing and collaborating with the field. Do you see, if, if you can, can you give us a little bit of uh, a little bit of color on 
how the legislative side looks. You know, mar marijuana and cannabis have to go through this. It started just with medical and a couple of states and then more states and then some recreational. How, how is the legal side, uh, the legislative side of psychedelics uh, progressing? And are you happy with that progress as a doctor, not as necessarily a businessman, but are you happy? Uh, is it good? Is it going a good pace, or is it still slow? So um, I'd, I'd say uh, yes. I'm I'm thrilled with the progress, and yes, it feels painfully slow at times. It, you know, and and what what it will look like is this. It's a little different than than medical cannabis because uh, these two psychedelics that are um, in phase two and three studies as examples, MDMA, which is furthest along, um, most of the way through phase three, and psilocybin in phase two, soon to be phase three studies for depression. Um, those are being studied through the FDA drug development pipeline or pathway under this fast track designation because they so show so much promise. And uh, when they come <coughs> to clinics, it will be through... Uh, more of a traditional prescription mechanism, but similar to Spravato or S-ketamine, where there will be a risk evaluation and management system that requires every clinic, every doctor, every patient to register, and these things get tracked, and uh, it will be given at certified clinics initially for just the condition or conditions it's approved for, um, where uh, medical cannabis has taken more of a, of a this hybrid kind of medicalization, legalization, um, rec recreational pathway. How long, doctor, last question for you, and I really appreciate the time you've given us. How long until you think all legal roadblocks are out of the way and from Key West to Alaska, you know, you, American patients can get the psychedelic help they need anywhere? Well, well the nice thing is, is that Ketamine is available now, and we do combine it with psychotherapy um, to uh, offer a psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy now for a number of conditions, especially depression, sometimes PTSD, um, other conditions. But uh, my guess would be that MDMA will obtain FDA approval if all goes as well as it is going now by the end of next year. That'd be my guess. Um, hopefully by the end of next year. And then psilocybin is following in the, the year or two that follows, it appears. And these are just um, guesses as they're being led by uh, different drug developers like MAPS for MDMA, Compass and USONA for psilocybin. Well, the good thing is, yeah, we know, you, by the way, thank you for that because we know you don't have the crystal ball tell us exactly. Uh, but I think what you're telling us there is, is really nice to hear that it's gonna be sooner than later. Uh, and mm -hmm. then we can get on with, uh, I, even last, last question. You ever think about what the implications are if, you know, psychedelics, uh, you know, get to that stage, how much happier does society get? What happens to society? You know, do, do, do we, as humans, uh, cause you're a doctor, do we just go on a bit of a different path? Because, you know, mental illness, I'm, I'm assuming has been a, a, a major, major, uh, problem in society. What happens to society? You know, you think it, about those kind of questions. I, I do. I love to think about those kinds of questions because, you know, for all too long, we've been uh, approaching our 
kind of mental health struggles by numbing or treating symptoms yeah. or running away from it, uh, squashing these things. But, but I'm uh, really of the belief that, uh, you know, the only way out is through, you've got to feel it to heal it. And these are new approaches, non-daily, non-numbing medicines that kind of tune us back into ourselves and our life experience. And they, these really are exciting times in psychiatry. This psychedelic renaissance and the evidence that keeps growing will not only bring life-saving tools to patients, but like it's also fueling this, uh, turn, this return to our mental health and wellness and uh, reduction stigma that's been long overdue. Doc, thanks for joining us today. Congratulations on a, a great achievement there with the DEA licenses. Uh, you know, that's, you. that's great. Uh, wish you success with the palliative care program and can't wait to have you back in the near future because we know that Noble Mind just keeps growing and growing. Thanks for having me. It's been fun to chat. For everybody at home, you've been watching or even listened by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Dr. Reed Robinson, Chief Medical Officer and Co-Founder at Novamind, trades in Canada and the stock symbol uh, NM for our friends in the U.S., NVMDF. For those who are new to the story, because you're just starting to learn about psychedelics and you're learning about leaders like Novamind, you need to do your due diligence. Two things you got to do. First, get to the Novamind profile page on Agoracom. We know there's a lot of new science and new information for all of you. So we've got it neatly laid out in layman's terms for you to understand, get a good 1,000 foot view of the company. And then from there, link over to the Novamind site to do your deep dive due diligence. Because if you believe in the future of psychedelics, then you got to do your due diligence and find out what you believe Novamind's role is going to be in that. Just don't tell us 12 months from now, we didn't tell you so. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.